Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome into the Fairways of Life show. Absolute delight to have your company, folks. It was yet again another week in which the game of golf was exceptional. And I start the show by mentioning that for all the different leagues and all the different golf that we saw, but focusing for a second on the PGA Tour here, because the Mexico Open is not a designated event. And what did we get? Everything that we could hope for delivered at the top of that leaderboard with the battle that was between Tony Finau and John Rahm. Rahm could never get close enough in the final round to run down Tony Finau. And Tony Finau came away with the victory. Earl Forsey and Mark McCumber were anchoring the coverage for PGA Tour Radio. And guys, what a week it was at the Mexico Open. Matt, thanks. It was another exciting finish at the Mexico Open at Vidanta, second year at Vidanta Vallarta in Mexico. Mark McCumber was our analyst alongside for the weekend. Mark, we had some familiar names back in the mix. John Rahm, the defending champ. Tony Finau, who finished second a year ago, was a runner-up. They were two of those that battled down the stretch. Tony Finau, though, very impressive win. Won it easily by three shots at 24-under. Yeah, he, he really did. You know, when you come into a week, how often are the two guys or the heavy favorites end up being in the last group and it coming down to them? No surprise. They flip-flop last year's finishes. They're made for this golf course. Tony Finau didn't do it with perfect ball striking. He did drive the ball well. He did it with a putter. Only 24 putts total for the day. Uh, he just he kept the stiff arm on John Rahm and the other guys, Brandon Wu, when he tied it up and was able to pull away at the end. You know, you go back a year, we talked about this in the broadcast, uh, when Tony Finau finished in a tie for second. That really was a kickstart for him, won a couple of times late in the season, won again in the fall early this season, now a second win for the PGA Tour season for Finau. So, Mark, he's won four times since that runner-up a year ago, Finau, on fire, and he gets another victory. Well, look at the two guys. What is that, nine or ten wins in this last year between the two of them? No one has done better as a duo. Uh, I think they both got a jump start last year, and it'll be interesting to see. John Rahm certainly didn't lose any momentum as the leader of the FedEx Cup standings. He padded that by 300 points. He's going to pad his world golf ranking lead. But I'll tell you what, will this also jump start Tony Finau? This is the second win of the year. Will he have a three, four, five win season? It's certainly possible. Yeah, no doubt. And John Rahm, look, you can't win every week. Uh, Mark, uh, I, I know he'd love to. He shot 61, 10 under par on Saturday. Uh, he Another solo second for him. He's extended his FedEx Cup points lead to over 1,000 now. John Rahm, it's another week where he kind of solidifies where he is right now, the best player in the game. He is the best player right now, no question. But Tony Finau solidified himself as one of the best. It's hard to follow up a 10 birdie, best round of his career, 61, uh, the next day. Because it's so hard not to compare where I stand today to yesterday. I thought he stayed in the process. Only one bogey over the last 36 holes for John Rahm. It just wasn't good enough yet. And at the end of the round, what I love to see is John Rahm came and put his arm around Finau. They were both smiling. It's like two heavyweights going at it. You gave it your best. I didn't win this week. All the best to you. It was a great, great tournament to cover. It's a fun week. It always is at the Mexico Open at Vedanta. Now, uh, coming up this week, 
Uh, Matt, is another big week on the PGA Tour, another designated event, great golf course, Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte for the upcoming Wells Fargo Championship. Designated event we go, gents. Looking forward to your coverage of the same. You can hear PGA Tour Radio week in and week out on PGATour.com, the PGA Tour app, and on National Satellite Service, Sirius XM. For Tony Finau, 33 years old, FedEx Cup ranked now fourth official world golf rankings. He's all the way up to 11th. This was his sixth PGA Tour victory in his 229th start at the age, as mentioned, of 33 years, but with change, seven months in 16 days. PGA Tour wins those six. 2016 Puerto Rico Open didn't win again until the 2021 FedEx St. Jude Championship. And in that interim period was when all the questions were being asked. Is Tony Finau capable of closing? Well, he not only has closed, but he's done it multiple times, which I'll get to in a second. 2021 FedEx St. Jude Championship, 2022 3N Open, 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic, 2022 Caden Spank Houston Open, 2023 Mexico Open. All to his credit, he has six PGA Tour titles in four in his last 18 starts. 500 FedEx Cup points, as I mentioned, he moves all the way up to number four in the standings and 11th once more in the world ranking. This is his He's the fourth multiple winner this season. John Rahm, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler, the other three, good company, earns multiple victories in back-to-back seasons for the first time in his career. He is three for eight now with the 54-hole lead or co-lead on the PGA Tour. When he's done it before, it was the 22 Rocket Mortgage Classic and the 22 Cadence Bank Houston Open before this win. Again, all of this theme that this is weaving into is that This is a new Tony Finau. The way he's playing is so, so strong. After one win in his first 188 career starts on tour, he's now won five times in 41 starts, including four in his last 18, dating back to to that 22 3M Open victory. He's 24 under, 260 total marks, his 72-hole lowest lowest score and second lowest score in relation to par in 229 Starts. He wins his second appearance at the Mexico Open after posting a final round 63 to finish tied for second in 2022. He led the field in strokes gained TD Green. Get this. These, these figures blow me away. 14.779. He picked up just under 15 shots in the average of the field, and he also led in total birdies. So he was asked by the media, what will you take away from this Mexico victory besides the trophy? How does it feel to beat a player like Rom with the form that he's in? I loved this question and answer. This to me is the most important thing we're going to play for you today, where they said, what would you say to kids in Mexico and elsewhere that dream of being a PGA tour player? What has changed from your early playoff wins to now winning by big margins several times? How confident are you entering the week, especially with your family here in sharing with him that his five kids and wife were all on hand when did you feel comfortable knowing that you would win well i didn't feel comfortable until i was on the 18th green <laughs> it's always a way right? yeah it seems uh no matter how many shots you're ahead uh you're just so focused on getting in the clubhouse to win the golf tournament so um when i hit that third shot on 18 um i was like all right i don't think i can screw this up now <laughs> but uh i played great golf all week um you know that's uh something that i wanted to do you know every day I was striking the golf ball really nicely and um, but the biggest thing was I was able to convert the birdie putts that I really needed to and also some of the par saves that were momentum swingers for me so uh, very happy just with the four rounds I was able to put together 
and I knew today was going to be a tall task going against, uh, you know, Rombo and with the, the form that he's in. So um, I was really put to the test and um, came out on top, which feels great. Yeah, we love this place. You know, after coming here last year, we knew it was a place that our family really enjoyed, and it was a golf course that I really liked. And, I, you know, my scores on the weekend, especially last year, kind of showed that. So I was looking forward to coming back here and um, getting some more of that good mojo. This is, you know, this tournament um, propelled me, I think, into the season that I had last year. This was the first high finish that I had all season in my season last year. I was playing not very good golf, and then I make a run on Sunday, and after that I played great golf throughout the rest of the season. So um, to get this win was huge, and hopefully it propels me to do more great things as the season unfolds. Yeah, I just, I just think it just says that I learned a lot, you know, in those. Um, on Sunday out here, I've learned that you just have to be, you have to be aggressive. You have to make birdies. Guys are going to make birdies. There's so many great players, and especially if someone of Rombo's stature, you know, Brandon Wu played amazing, you know, today. Um, and so you got, you got some of these guys that can go on these birdie runs. And so my mindset on Sundays, I think, has just changed. You know, I, you never... You never get comfortable with the lead. Um, that's my nature anyway, yeah. is to be an aggressive player. I always have been that way. And, um, and so Sundays are starting to shape up um, better for me since I've been in contention. But I think I just have learned a lot. Yeah, I, I would say to all the kids, um, keep working hard and keep believing in yourself. You know, there's nothing that uh, you aren't able to achieve with hard work and some uh, faith in what you're doing. Um, and that's, you know, that's going, coming from someone, I, I, w I would say that's very similar to the upbringing of um, a lot of kids in Mexico. And you don't have to have the resources, but if you have a um, desire and you work really hard, you never know what you can accomplish and what you can become. So hopefully I've inspired some of these kids as they've been out here watching me and inspire them to do some great things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really anybody special. You know, when I was a kid, I was just like them. Didn't come from very much. But uh, I put a lot of sacrifice and hard work into um, becoming a great golfer. And if you do that, then you can do some great things. Yeah, it feels great. Anytime you can battle, you know, with a guy like John Rahm, who's in the form that he was, and come out on top, it, you know, it's, it's, it makes you feel good. Um, Rombo's a good friend of mine. We practice quite a bit together. And so having Rombo as like a sparring partner for me is, has only made me better. And I, and I hope he can say the same. But um, as far as my future, uh, you never know what your future holds. But take it a day at a time. And this is a nice step in the right direction on my season. And we'll just continue to uh, uh, stacking up, you know, hopefully some wins and um, some major championships in the future. The energy is unmatched here the, from the fans. That's the first thing that's, that jumps out uh, is the energy from the fans. The fans are unbelievable, so supportive. Um, I mean, the announcements on the first and 10 tee are just epic. I love it. It's like a soccer announcement, you know, but it's the energy is just unmatched. Uh, we don't experience anything like it on the tour, so that makes it stand out, and it's very different. Um, the hospitality is the other thing. The people, you know, we fell in love with the people, um, you know, even when we're in Cancun, we're here in Puerto Vallarta, the Mexican people are just wonderful people, you know, and I, I would say that uh, 
if you guys accept me as a Mexican, well, here I am. So, <laughs> but it's <laughs> thank you. I, I am just very proud to be uh, to be your champion. So, thank you. All right. So that was Tony Finau speaking to the media after his victory on the mark of twenty four under par. John Rahm finished at twenty one under par. Get this. John Rahm has finished in a tie for seventh or higher in eight of his 11 stroke play events so far this season. Think about that for just a second. Ninth career runner up on the PGA tour, his best finish in seven career title defenses on tour. And he sets the tour record for most official money earned in a single season at 14,462,480. The previous was 14,046,910, and that was Scotty Scheffler last season. So John Moran was asked about with the momentum that he has so far, do you feel that you're set to succeed at Oak Hill in two weeks, talking obviously of the PGA Championship? How valuable is the experience of consistently being in the mix on a Sunday, do you feel extra pressure today or yesterday, that is, as the holes were running out? And what do you make of your final round performance? Yeah, I, I, I knew I needed a low one again today. Um, somewhere 23, 24, 25 under was maybe if I had a target in mind, that was it. Uh, you know, it was a day where I didn't do much wrong, but I didn't do much right either. You know, I didn't feel like I was putting perfect swings out there but they also weren't terrible you know I just found myself a large part of the day from between 20 to 45 feet for birdie never really having a a real look and then when it was time to put some pressure on you know I didn't play 12 and 14 properly made some birdies in between but still it's just again even 16 and 17 those are two shots that if you tell me mid ball flight I would have told you they were on the green and they were going to be good shots and they just weren't, um, and that's pretty much the same story the first two days, right? Uh, if it wasn't yeah. for that fantastic round yesterday, I really wouldn't have had a chance to, to compete for the tournament. So it is what it is. You know, still proud to, to come back after the year that has been and, and put on a show and, and have a good defense of the title. Even when I made that birdie on 15, I knew if I could somehow play 16, 17 well, yeah. There was a, there was a chance there, right? I feel like if I hit, if I hit that second shot on 16 on the green and give myself a real look at birdie, uh, Tony's up and down gets significantly more difficult, right? Um, and even if I make it now, we it's a two shot difference, two to play. You never know what can happen. Uh, but there was plenty of options throughout the day. I mean, the first five holes with the tee shots I hit and where I was, I should have given myself at least a couple of putts and say 12 feet for birdie. Mm-hmm. I just Never really did. And then there was a couple of holes, but I had the chance again, like eight, and didn't take advantage of it, right? I I think I did what I needed to do off the tee, and I just didn't capitalize on, on a couple of those opportunities. And then, well, I'm not going to be making 40-footers every day. And, you know, uh, I also didn't have the one putt that maybe would have turned things around. Um, it's not terrible. I mean, it's still a 67, four under par. But, yeah, I, I wish it could have been better. It's a great reminder that what you've done means absolutely nothing. You still have to go out there and do it. So it's uh, it's also good so you don't <laughs> you don't think too much of yourself, right? Like I, obviously I wanted to win, but it's a reminder that everybody out here is a great player. And, and Tony came up with a two-shot lead and played fantastic golf, right? I feel like had I been able to pressure him a little more, we might have seen more birdies from Tony. So um, it's, like I said, a great reminder of, 
what I still need to do to be able to to keep winning tournaments. And if you ask me, that's almost a blessing in life to to know that you know the the work is not really done. It's never done. Uh, the search is ever ongoing. The path. I believe Arnie said the path to success is always under construction, and that couldn't be any more true. Uh, we're two we're we're two weeks away. You know, right now uh, I got a couple sponsored days coming up the next few days, and after that, uh, I probably need a bit of time off, right? Just a little bit of rest. You know, not too much. Just you know, mind and mind, body and soul just just needed. Uh, it's been a lot of golf and. Again, I haven't had time to really sit back and, and rest after the Masters, so uh, I'm looking forward to do that. Congratulations to Tony Finau on his victory. Designated event this week. We'll have plenty to talk about in the days at Lions Store. I will be a part of the team hosting coverage of the Wells Fargo Championship. You can catch that on ESPN Plus, part of PGA Tour Live, coming up later on this week. And as the week progresses, I will give you all the airtimes of where and how you can find your coverage, radio and television, of the golf that lies in store. The PGA Tour Superstore is the... Presenting sponsor of the Fairways of Life show, wherein you can find whatever you're looking for. And there's 60 big, beautiful stores spread out from coast to coast. Whether you swing it, wear it, or learn from it, you can get it from the very, very best because you are shopping with pros at your happy place. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm going to go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're going to need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. 
all their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. This is the Wiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The Wiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls, and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The Wiz sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company. Well, Liv was in Singapore in the week that was, and Taylor Gooch got it done again. Uh, he ended up having to go through a playoff with Sergio Garcia to get it done. Let's go to the fourth for Taylor Gooch, where he has this opportunity for birdie. Converted. On that one. Okay, this is Sergio Garcia at the 16th. This is for birdie as well. So this was a neck-neck race. Let's take you up to the 18th hole for Taylor Gooch after this, where he has this eagle putt. Pretty good run at it. Okay, so next up will be Sergio, and he will have a birdie opportunity at 18. Cool graphics on there. Pull up the Nat Sound. Well done. So off to a playoff we will go. I figured there was some pretty good celebration. This is Gooch for Eagle. Similar line to what we just saw. Didn't borrow enough on that one. This is Sergio's fourth. This is a birdie effort. Pretty much going to have to be a must make with what you just saw. as Taylor Gooch now has won a great deal of money in just the last couple of weeks. He made history as the first player to win back-to-back on live. He won another $4 million paycheck after that playoff battle with Sergio. And the Range Goats, that's Bubba's team that he is a member of, won the team competition at 37 under, and afterwards Bubba and Taylor Gooch were amongst those that addressed the media. Uh, what I want to say is just thank you. Thank you for uh, stepping up and uh, wanting to be part of the GOATs. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is an honor and a privilege to be here uh, and, to, and be alongside with these guys. It's special. Um, they wanted to be on the team. They wanted to be on my team. And um, so I, I could be quick, more proud Kat. of it. Make it quick, <laughs> This is Bubba's moment. Let him have it. Let him have it. No, we ain't going to be nice time we get up here. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, like I keep saying, we've been talking about being up there on the podium. I've been telling them how I'm going to spray them in the face with champagne for a long time now. And we knew it was was coming, and and it was only a matter of time. Um, And it's just cool when I was just saying to Thomas, you know, he isn't playing his best golf, but that's – uh, what makes this team so good, I think, is we don't have to all be firing on all cylinders to go out and win. And any one of us at any point in time can go win back-to-back out here. And so we got a really strong team, and uh, I think we've turned the corner for the season and looking forward to getting up on the podium more. 
No, I've always done it since I turned pro, basically. Um, my dad uh, isn't able to come out to all the tournaments, you know, like back in college golf and amateur and junior golf, he would come out to as many as he could. And obviously with the travel being crazy, he doesn't get out as often. So kind of made it a routine that no matter, no matter where I was in the world, I was going to call him before each round. And so, uh, you know, 10 minutes before we tee off, I just, you know, step aside and give him a call. And it's just kind of our, our routine. It's you just, yeah, you just try to bottle up and, and make it last as long as possible. And, you know, I, I know that I'm not going to continue playing this level of golf forever. Uh, so you just enjoy it while it comes and, and try to make it last as long as you can. And, and when it goes away, you try to get back on the train as quickly as possible. So um, you try to savor these moments and, and try to feel these, these feel, feelings and emotions and try to remember them so that when they go away, you can – really get back as quickly as possible. And then last question from me. Uh, I asked DJ this last week when uh, Four Aces got on the podium about the conversation you guys had. He said, you better enjoy Miami because you never get back there. Do you have a response now? Yeah, where's DJ right now? <laughs> Ooh, love it. He, hey, he's listening. He's a very observant person. You let him know we're coming. He knows. He'll know in Tulsa and that's that's what, we, to be honest, I I don't hate the aces. I, I hate that they're really good and we haven't beat them, and we did today. And I'm super proud of the three men standing next to me. It shouldn't be that animosity, but it just happens in team sports. We beat them, and we won't <laughs> beat them again. And they're going to come for us next time. So oh yeah, they're going to be pissed. It's special. Um, obviously, there's nobody there's nobody around uh, professional golf that that didn't understand um, Taylor Gooch and understand how good he is as a player, how good he is as a person, how good he is as a player, um, what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish. So this is, this is something that um, we knew was coming. Like he said, you make one putt today, you miss the putt next week, you know, you lose, right? And so he made some putts this week and, and helped him win. He made a lot of great shots as well. Um, so this is nothing new. We all believed that he could do this. Uh, we knew he could do this. And, I mean, this is just the start of it, right? Uh, when you get a taste of it, you want more of it. Just like we, us three on the podium, we want to get on the podium. He's been on the podium before last year. And um, so, yeah, we all knew that Taylor was who Taylor Gooch is, and we, we all know um, how good he is. Anywhere in professional golf knows how good he is, not just our, our own team or our own league. All right, congratulations to Taylor Gooch and the Range Goats. I haven't seen their apparel, but uh, I wonder if they, if they got some pretty cool stuff, the Range Goats. Like the name at the JM Eagle championship on the LPGA tour. This is Hannah green on the 18th and she needs this 25 foot birdie putt to get into a three way playoff with a shook and Lynn fun right here. What Secured. Nice time to find it. <laughs> She would emerge victorious from that playoff. Took extra time, but Hannah Green wins the inaugural JM Eagle LA Championship. And she spoke to the media about a lot of uh, various things. Like the, they asked the Australian if she works with a mental coach. Where does this one rank now with three wins in the LPGA Tour? What does it mean for you to hoist your first trophy since 2019? And what was going through your head when you were standing over that putt we just showed you, that winning putt? And then, of course, tell us about the last 45 minutes or so as she finished off regulation of that big birdie putt at 18 from 25 feet away. 
It went by um, very quickly, um, which is probably a good thing just to be able to finish um, on 18 and then not have too long in between the playoff. Um, and obviously I hold a really good putt, so it was nice to have that momentum. But yeah, I mean, if that putt didn't go in, I, I wouldn't be here right now. So um, it was a really clutch um, birdie on the first time I played 18 and the second time. Um, and I was lucky I just needed to make par on the last. Pretty much all day I left every putt short. Um, I was just... I guess I knew how quick the greens were in previous years and I was just frightened to give myself that four or five footer coming back and instead I gave myself a three or four footer short. So um, I knew I obviously needed to get it to the hole and I knew I needed to hit a little bit harder than what I had all day. Um, and I don't often get my caddy to read my putt, but I had him pull, I pulled him in for the last hole and we both saw the same line. So it was nice to have that confidence that I was seeing the correct line and yeah, just stroked it and it went perfectly in the hole. Yeah, I was so excited for 2020 and then obviously COVID happened. So it was really strange coming back to tournaments to defend with no spectators um, and obviously the COVID lifestyle. Um, I guess I gave myself a couple of opportunities in 2021. Um, last year, I was close, but probably not as close as I have been before. So I guess that's why I was tearing up after the round, just because I've had so many good results and you know, that's why we work so hard is to be able to hoist a trophy. It just shows how much um, it means. So I said the first one was important, obviously a major championship. I said the second one was nearly just as big because I then proved, my, uh, proved to everyone and myself that I could back it up. But I think honestly, this one is really important because I feel like this is just going to kickstart um, remembering how to learn, like learning to win. It's, it's tough to win golf tournaments. So um, sometimes you can play your best golf and it not be good enough. Um, you just got to hang in there. So I think this is honestly just as big as the first two. I actually just spoke to someone this week, um, Julie, who works with the LPGA. Um, I just felt like I was kind of not really in the right place um, leading into this year because I haven't had a quick start to the year like I have in other seasons. Um, so I just wanted to pretty much chat to someone that I haven't spoken to before and just make sure that, you know, I'm not... Uh, overthinking things and um, we kind of I guess made a plan for a post-shot routine versus a pre-shot routine and I mean I, I didn't have to do it too much because I, I played well this week but I think um, just keeping things the same for when I play well and when I don't play so well is what we kind of worked on and it's obviously played off today. Um, I guess when I'm not playing well I tend to carry the, my golf club whatever club that may be off the tee um, second shot third shot um, and I'll almost walk to it like with it in my hand to the green um so straight away I have to give it to my caddy because I don't do that when I hit a good shot I give it to him straight away so just training your brain to think differently congratulations to Hannah Green because her thinking differently resulted in her third victory on the LPGA tour all right so messages are pouring in already on our, our talk board it's amazing to me that you can have a billboard for show and you guys are so awesome and so engaged. There's even discussions about the Panthers-Bruins game last night that went into uh, playoff itself. And, and in overtime, the Panthers, congratulations, beat the Bruins. Why is that making you laugh, Andrew? I said congratulations. Tonight is the game that matters, though. Game seven with the Rangers and the Devils. Devils! Who do you got? Rangers for me. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays itself out. Uh, the DeWizGolf.com crew is coming in tomorrow. We're going to be recording content. I'm uh, going to get into it kind of deep. And, and what they have planned is I'll be wearing the device 
and measuring all of these different metrics and, and matrix of, of information that you can get off the device. It includes tempo. It, it can include swing path, all of this, all of what you need. And they're going to have a coach there for me to help so that we can see, try this, try it again, see what improvement there is. There's going to be an expert there for the whiz so that I don't, you don't have to rely on me just fumbling around looking for the information. The information will be instant as it gets pulled up, and we'll be able to share it with all you guys as all of this is done. So I'm excited about it. That's why I'm telling you about it. We're going to go into production on that uh, tomorrow and be ready to rock and roll uh, after the show on Wednesday. And Wednesday, Mark Hubbard, Dom, is joining us. Are we allowed to tell the world about that yet? Guess I just did. Uh, he is, and sure. What? What the hell? Why not? All right. What's what the, the hell? Difference? Why not? So Mark Hubbard <laughs> is going to be with us on Wednesday's show, and then after that, I'll be heading out to do the coverage of the Wells Fargo Championship as we get ready. Oh, and I'm working with Carl Paulson, and on course will be John McGinnis. Cannot wait. It's like getting the band back together again. So we're having fun with all that. But log on to whizgolf.com and you can know your game like you've never known it before. And we'll certainly keep you up to speed on how all the things that we're working on over the next couple of days develop. Whizgolf.com for more on that. So there was a press release put out. Will Farrell to headline golf comedy series and works. What is that all about? And, and, it's, and it's supposedly, I'm going to read the press release. So this article that this person, person put out, uh, Nelly Andriva, what's the source in the deadline is the name of the, the media outlet that I have. And it sounds like Will is essentially casting himself as Phil Mickelson. That's what it sounds like to me. I'll let you guys be the judge when I when I read to this. Have you heard about this? Back with more of it and your reactions to this and more when the Fairways of Life show continues. I guess, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. This is the whiz. It tracks your swing in real time. Got it. One zero one. Gives you feedback in real time. Instead of guessing, I get the direct feedback. The whiz have really helped me to keep that consistent swing. You can go out there on your own and just hit balls and it'll fix your golf game. Transition on plane. The whiz. Sold exclusively at thewizgolf.com. <laughs> Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? 
We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. Nothing feels quite like hitting a PXG iron. That's because we use hollow body construction coupled with the thinnest club face in golf and a vibration-absorbing polymer. These technologies make hitting our irons feel soft as warm butter on a hot biscuit and create a bigger sweet spot, which means more forgiveness, better distance, and lower scores. Play PXG and see how sweet, real power, and incredible forgiveness can be. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart, the decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company. So I saw this article. Deadline. Will Ferrell, the headline golf comedy series. Nelly Andriva is the credited author. Exclusive. In what is shaping up to become one of the biggest TV comedy packages to hit the marketplace in a while, Will Ferrell and a production team are getting together to develop a comedy TV series as a starring vehicle for Farrell, I have learned, she writes. No one would comment, but I hear the series revolves around a professional golfer who becomes the face of a controversial new league competing with the PGA. While fictional, the story would inevitably draw upon parallels to the controversial Live Golf startup. It also involves one of Farrell's signature movies, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, the series is a similar one, I hear, bringing Farrell back to the sports arena he also explored in Blades of Glory and Semi-Pro. So it goes on to talk about how and why they're doing it. She notes that this first this would be the first comedy series for Farrell, who rose to fame on Saturday Night Live and parlayed that hot start into Future stardom as an actor, his only major TV role since Saturday Night Live has been the Apple TV Plus dark comedy uh, drama, the limited series run of The Shrink Next Door, in which he starred opposite of Paul Rudd. Farrell is an avid golfer and has hosted the Will Farrell Powered Golf Classic, a fundraising event benefiting cancer for college for two decades. He next stars uh, opposite Reese Witherspoon in Amazon's wedding comedy movie, You're Cordially Invited. Farrell is rep by UTA, Mosaic, and Jackaway Austin Tyerman, it says. Okay, so there you go. So now we're talking about this new comedy. What I haven't heard, Dom, have you heard when this comedy is supposedly going to go into production or come out? And who's going to have it? Uh, no and no um, is the answer to that question. Now, I... I I think it may not have a landing spot right now. I think it's probably sort of being worked, you know, worked around town as they figure it out. Now, that being said, now we're getting in the weeds right away here, but in the weeds. Gloria Sanchez Productions, which is the production company that uh, Farrell's uh, um, like a co-founder of, they're running this production. I think that Gloria Sanchez Productions has a deal with 20th Century Fox. 
So, again, everything is so weird now with all these umbrella corporations. But my guess would be that whatever streaming platforms are underneath 20th Century uh, Fox Productions, that will be the landing spot. I don't know what that is. I'd have to look at a chart of – because everyone owns every – you know, who knows what they own. They could own stuff we don't even know about. They might own Hulu. I don't know. So whatever's underneath that umbrella is more than likely going to get or be the landing spot for this. Would be Don't my you, guess. Wouldn't you agree, though, given Will Ferrell's age and given what we just read, the face of the of the new league that's competing against the PGA, as she wrote it, wouldn't you think that the role that he's basically being cast for in this, if it's, if it's loosely based upon reality and live versus the PGA Tour, wouldn't you think that he's actually casting himself as Phil Mickelson? I would think he, ha- he would have to, yes. That would make the most sense with all of this. Because the 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 sort of the um, the manic way this unfolded around Phil makes him the perfect central point for Will Ferrell to be Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, it it, it also like so he can have he's like he oh he does a press conference over here where everything's all peachy and then he has a phone call with a journalist where he goes crazy and then like that's very Will Ferrell. So I could absolutely see him being sort of the focal point of everything and everything sort of coming off that. But the, the, the complexity here, there's a lot of layers to this. But the complexity to me is, so the PGA Tour and Live Golf are in a lawsuit right now. And I would think if they're creating a, a show and not talking to either of those entities, I could see that turning into a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> Yeah, because if they cast people in certain roles and it's sort of obvious what roles those are, um, you have a lot of angry parties on all sides. (laughs) Well, it it also illustrates the comedy of all of this. Right. Once you step away from it, that you got a major, you know, Hollywood production company and a major Hollywood star or stars, plural, that are like, this is so ridiculous. We're going to make a comedy out of it. So the question we have is who would play the respective roles, right, on either yeah, side. Like, we, like we, before yep. we went on the air today, we were debating Rory McIlroy. And my, my choice is for, personally, my choice for Rory McIlroy, the first one I was like was, you know, because he's smaller but he's, but, he's, but he's buffed up, I would say like a Mark Wahlberg, but Mark Wahlberg's 20 years older than him, right? And Mark Wahlberg plays, but he's a lefty. No, Ish. He's, he's, no, no. What about Spider Man? What about Tom Holland? For for he's younger than Rory. He's a golfer. He's First a good of player all, Mark, too. Mark Wahlberg is like meathead ish looking, and that has to be in the direction of Bryson DeChambeau. The name I was throwing around for Bryson DeChambeau is Channing Tatum, which I feel like is just a match made in heaven. Andrew, put uh, put Channing Tatum's name next to Bryson. <laughs> there we go. He's, we're doing this as we go here. So, do you have a this picture is, of these we're guys workshopping. back to back? We are work. We are workshopping this on the air with all everybody watching live. So we have not really. This has Dude, not the, been fleshed out in an appropriate. The, the production people manner. are going to be loading in with suggestions right now. I like the idea of Orlando Bloom playing Adam Scott. That's not a terrible idea. I think that's just but that's just it's a Andrew, absolutely perfect Andrew had fit. the Andrew had a good idea of Greg Norman playing himself. 
Yes, I think <laughs> Greg Norman should be cast as himself. But I actually think Greg Norman would be. I think Hugh Jackman would be a good Greg Norman because if we dyed his hair blonde, which you can do these days, technology does wonderful things. He could just dye his hair blonde, and I think he would fit the bill because Hugh Jackman's kind kind of an older guy, right? He's Australian, just like Greg Norman. Kind of older, just like Greg Norman. He's also like Jack. He's not he as old. In great shape. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you what, though. You shape. want to talk so about comedy. Norman. You want to talk about comedy. When Alan Shipnuck was getting thrown out of the live event, do you remember this story? Alan <laughs> Shipnuck is getting thrown out. He sends a text message to Greg Norman and goes, Hey, Greg. What's going on here? I'm literally getting thrown out by your security. Greg Norman's like, you know, writes back. I'm paraphrasing all this. Something like, oh, no, you got to find that photo, what I'm, what I'm getting at, Andrew. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I can't believe that's happening. I'll, I'll Let me look into it, knowing that by the time anyone looked into something, the dude's already thrown out. And in the background of the, of the photo of Alan Shipnuck, there's like, you know, backs of the security guards. You see the back of their heads. Then you see Alan Shipnuck. He's like talking to him like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Over his shoulder in the background, you see (laughs) Greg Norman. He's literally standing 10 feet behind him. The email must or the text must be coming into him like, Greg, I'm getting thrown out. What's going on here, dude? I don't know. That's outrageous. He's standing right behind him. Did you find that photo, Andrew? He's got it. I know what you're talking about. You know which one it is? I know what you're talking about. Of that, course I know what it is. Of course. What a perfect scene that is. Yeah, all that, well, I, I mean, the, the, the play that has been PGA versus Live, PGA Tour versus Live, that has played out over the last 12 to 18 months, it, it, there's no doubt it's a, basically a, it's a screenplay, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a screenplay. All right, I want to go through, I wanna go through some outrageous. of these. Who'd you have for Justin Thomas? Do you have anybody for Justin Thomas? Um, I thought about uh, Theo James. I think Theo James could play Justin Thomas, and he kind of looks like him a little bit too. Matt probably doesn't we, know who that is. We got to get but photos the, side by well, side. Well, like I said, like I said, we're workshopping this. So, like tomorrow, maybe or the next day, we'll have screenshots for all of these people as we try and figure this out. You can help us if you have Andrew. Put the graphic back up. If you look at this list of names, just write in. Tell me who you think should be whoever. All right. What are the I What mean, are the people I saying saw, to this? Oh, uh, well, uh, we just started. Let me see if anyone said anything. Hold on. Oh, uh, believe me. Uh, they're right. saying Stand stuff. Stand by. Relax. Relax. Let's see here. Um, there's a lot. I've, I've got to scroll here. There's a lot of comments. We appreciate you guys chiming in, although it looks like a lot of you guys are talking to each other. <laughs> Will Ferrell can be the modern-day Dangerfield, as in Roddy Dangerfield. Well, be great to get a new Caddyshack. Not not a bad not a bad uh, reference there. The only thing I would say to that is it looks like this is a television show, not a movie, not a film. Yeah, it's a series. So in theory, we're going to get lots and lots and lots of segments and lots and lots and lots of episodes. Did you find that um, photo? Right, see here. I agree with the Caddyshack reference. Oh, dude, here's a photo. Of here's a photo. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's shit not getting thrown out by the security guards. He had just texted Greg Norman and said, Bro, what's up? I'm getting I'm getting tossed by your security detail. And Greg's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's horrible. I'll look into it. <laughs> look at this shot. You got it. Can you zoom in on that? One of the great Greg Norman faces. I saw a lot of people that like pick pick this up and made it their their avatar. This is beautiful. So I mean, you can't make this up. This this is comedy in and of itself. 
Oh, totally is. Uh, we got Jonah Hill can be Patrick Reed here. Jeff writes in. Oh, that's good. That's, that's kind of mean. Good. Patrick, like a little fat guy. <laughs> well, we had Adam Devine. Do you have? The, did you have the picture of Adam Devine up? Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, let's see here. He was Danny in uh, Glover Pitch Perfect. Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger's got to be cast as somebody, right? I said before we came on the air, I was spitballing that Morgan Freeman should be the the narrator for this whole thing, and because we're gonna have to go, right? We're gonna have to go between Liv and the PGA Tour, so you're gonna have to have someone going. Meanwhile, on the Liv Tour, Brooks Kepka is arguing with Greg Norman, and then you cut to whoever fighting on screen. Back on the PGA Tour, if Jay Monahan has Morgan a press Freeman conference. Morgan Freeman to do it then get Frank Caliendo to do Morgan Freeman doing it. Yeah, we could yeah. Well, Frank Caliendo could just do all the voices for everybody. He, reality. he could he could yeah, he could do everything. But that's the way it is. So Jay Monahan's a good one there. That made me No, think wait a minute. What what about, about Tiger? Who who we got for Tiger? He said Danny Glover. Uh someone feel the magic says Danny Glover for Tiger Woods. No, I I that's like the bad. guy uh the guy was in Thor. He's been in a zillion different movies. He's he might be the new James Bond. Oh, the guy that was in a zillion movies. At that his guy. elbow uh <laughs> Right? Do you have Elba's picture? Yeah. He doesn't look like you think you want him to be Tiger? Come on. I think he should be Tiger. Danny Glover's better than him. Danny Glover's like seventy something years old. Danny Glover's older, yeah. He's older. Even though Tiger's body is pretty much like Tiger Tiger is Tiger is like forty seven or whatever, but he's actually like eighty (laughs) seven. I mean just had his leg fused. (laughs) I just thought of another person that has to play themselves. That's Tiger right there? Yeah, Yeah, I do. I do. I think what are you talking about? He's got the movie star looks. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, fine. A little bit. I'll give it to you. You know who else should play themselves? That's fine. Gary Player should be cast as Gary Player. Yeah, the, you, we're not going to find anyone who could be a better No Gary one can play Gary player, player better than him. Yeah, that's true. But he's not really in the he's not really in the movie here, okay? We got to think about this. This has got to be logical. This can't be illogical. This is why I didn't want to workshop this on the air. Cuz you're who, just like, you hey, how about, about that guy who was in the movies. And you're just throwing names out. Hey, who should play? Oh, uh, uh, no, I just nailed guy? Tiger. Like, Dude, mine's perfect. Movie. How about David Spade for Cam Smith? Joe Dirt. I'm killing it. Joe, Joe Dirt. I'm Joe Dirt. It is true. Joe Dirt does look a lot like. You know who else is? Um, Sean William Scott. Uh, what was the movie he was in, Andrew, where he had a mullet? Type him in. Sean William Scott with a mullet. That guy, oh god, what? Movie oh yeah, was yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked better. He looks better than David Spade as Cam Smith. He he's looks kinda, like Cam Smith. He, that, no, no, that, that guy's kind of big though. We'll for Cam with, Smith. Um, oh god, what was it? Um, old school. Yeah, from old school. That's it right there, Andrew. That's Cam Smith. <laughs> no, he's got the mustache and everything. Look at that. That's perfect, Andrew. He's don't worry. He's getting the picture of people. He'll get it up in a second here. So uh, for Jay Monahan, I was thinking. Um, the salt and pepper hair, right? David Duchovny. Perfect. There it is. There's somebody. That's Cam Smith right there. That is 100% Cam Smith. I don't think you Cam think Smith's that's... as big as this dude, though. Cam Smith's slighter than him. And Cam yeah, Smith David looks like Spade, he's been pounding David the beer Spade since he won the Open. David Spade is this tall and this skinny. That's not going to work. Also, David Spade is quite old. Sean William True. Scott is not really old. Sean William Scott is, like, probably similar age, maybe a little so older. So who do you have, who do you have for Jay Monahan? Who would you say? I think David Duchovny is the perfect Jay Monahan. Perfect Jay Monahan because he's around, he's about the same age. He's very cool, calm, and collected, right? So you've got Jay in these press conferences. No matter what's going on, you know, at the beginning, he's like, yeah, we don't got to worry about Liv. They're not really a thing. I'm not answering these questions anymore. And then Liv became a thing, and 
he gets up there and, the, and he doesn't go, oh, I was wrong. He goes, ah, you know, we're just going to redo the tour. We're, we're going to make some changes to the tour. <laughs> that's an so, old photo. Yeah, that's a, now, come on, Andrew. What that the hell? That's, a, be that's an old picture. Years old. That's right. That's from the X-Files. <laughs> That's like a 25-year-old David Duchovny. We need an he older... Just like, starred, he just starred in, in the new Jonah Hill movie that was on... We need uh, a one picture of, the... of David Duchovny from this decade, please. And then we need to get him in gray hair. And then that'll be... That's a perfect J.M.I. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I mean, he's got a beard. But yeah, that's it. That's perfect. That is pretty he's, good. Actually. He's Jay Monahan. He is Jay Monahan with, with the beard shaved. So that's that's definitely... That's done. We've settled that. We'll get a better picture of him for tomorrow. I liked... Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson for Brooks Kepka. Hold on. Let's see what else is coming in here. Oh, let's see. Shipnuck tried to destroy Phil. POS. <laughs> I'm telling you, these people are just... There's a lot of anger. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Booker T for Tiger Woods. A Keebler Elf. Wait, hold on. It just went too fast here. A Keebler Elf. Oh, man. A Keebler Elf can be Justin Thomas. Greg's got the "if looks could kill" expression on his face. Don't I love mess that with photo. Norman, Paul says. That JT should be the photo of the Justin year. Timberlake. Not terrible. That's not a terrible idea. Who was Justin Timberlake? Justin Rose? No, Justin Thomas. Justin. Rose. Oh, Justin Thomas. You're not even listening to me. I do kinda. Uh, you could get a garden gnome to be JT's. What? <laughs> uh, shooter from Happy Gilmore to be Jay Monahan. Joe Dirt, someone writes. David Spade, Joe Dirt. Said. Who's going to play the wives? We need to discuss this. <laughs> I mean, Justine Reed has to be cast. George Clooney for Jay Monahan. Not an awful idea. I that think David Duchovner's better. Yeah. But, you know. Cam Smith said Brad Pitt should play him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Brad Pitt should play me, too. Come on, people. <laughs> I, I should be Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> God. Get with the times. What about the guy from Mad Men? John Hamm. Who is John Hamm? He could probably be like a network executive. Well, Aunt Matt, Matt was trying to, before we came on there, Matt was, Matt was complaining. He wanted to get Nicolas Cage in the, in the movie. I do want Nicolas Cage. How do we get Cage Nicolas Cage? I think Nicolas Cage, he just needs to be a sleazeball lawyer on one side or the other. Just pick one side, and he's a sleazeball lawyer for that side. If you want to make it a good comedy, literally Phil Mickelson's make him. Will Ferrell there, Andrew. So Phil Mickelson's Will Ferrell. Dustin Johnson. What did you say? Aaron Taylor Johnson is Dustin yeah, Johnson? Yeah, I, well, I like him as Brooks. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's actually pretty good. You can put uh-huh. that in there, Andrew. That's a good fit. Some of these people probably don't know who we're talking about. That that makes it difficult. Um, no, but but the Nicolas Cage with what you said a sleaze ball lawyer is the way you just described yeah. it. I think <laughs> yeah. you should cast him. Oh, Bradley like, Cooper, Andrew just typed in for who? For, for, who? for Dustin Johnson. I'm not. I'm not going to give that a hard no. That that's a placeholder, currently. Who are you to I be given no? That? Yes and no's. You're the casting director. I'm the executive producer is what I am <laughs> of, of everything. Um, Jeff Wright said, <laughs> Jeff Wright, who's going to play Matt Adams? James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's got nothing going on. Oh, who did we as have? The we had, we had his, uh, as the executive producer, I'm going to give that a hard no. We had we had <laughs> Seth Rogen as uh, John Rom. Yeah, but he's not Spanish. Come on, people. They're actors. Javier 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 Bardem is who's who. who that's the placeholder right now for John Rom. Did he do comedy? Sense. Feel the magic says Dwight from The Office is Taylor Gooch. <laughs> Uh, Rosie O'Donnell for Patrick Reed. <laughs> that, that is a winner right there. <laughs> That's very funny. DJ equals John Hamm. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, we're going to, we have to continue to workshop this. I will get, <laughs> look at Andrew, Keebler Elf question mark for Justin Thomas. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, someone writes in uh, the butler from Mr. Deeds for Joaquin Neiman. That's uh, the butler was uh, John Totoro. I guess he does look a little bit like Joaquin Neiman. Not quite though. I feel like I feel like that's more like a Steve Buscemi, maybe something like that. I think the problem is you and I matter are, are getting up there in age, and our audience is. I would. I don't know. I don't. I don't want you guys to start typing in your ages, but I would guess everybody's thirty-five plus. And so we're all thinking about movies and acting, you know what I mean? Like probably 1985 to 2010. I mean, I don't know who's the hot new thing in 2023, do you? I don't know who those people are. Well, I mean, we already talked about Tom Holland. You haven't cast him. He's not really the hot new thing. He's he's probably what, 28, 30? I guess what's the name of the guy what's the name of the guy playing uh Loki? His name's Tom too, right? Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I, I had put him, uh, I had said he should be Justin Rose. Yeah? Yeah. The problem is, what's happening is, like, this guy wrote in uh, LOL Patty. Like, it made me think about Patty Johnson. He's, he's making fun of the Rosie O'Donnell. But uh, pa- Patty, I think a lot of us are, like, you were throwing out names of golfers that are not going to be a part of this show, right? We need to stick to, like, think about it. If you're... If you're Will Ferrell and you're casting this show, right, you can't have 50 actors. We're not going to have 80 tour players in this show. So, Andrew, put the graphic back up. You have to have the people that matter, right? So you've got the commissioners. You've got to have the commissioners. They're going to cast Jay. We have to – come on, let's be realistic here. They're going to cast Jay Monahan. They're going to cast Greg Norman. Those are a must in this story, right? Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are a must. They've got to be in the story. And then who? you got to think about the, the top-tier guys for each of the two sides. So Brooks and DJ, right, probably guaranteed. Bryson. JT Spieth, Rory, probably guaranteed. Bryson, probably guaranteed. Um, <clears throat> like, I want to put Scotty Scheffler in the movie, but I just don't think they will. I realize we're talking about world number ones and all this stuff, but he's just not a heavy character in this movie. So, so we're thinking about top-tier golfers. They're going to be thinking about personalities and people who have played a role in this drama. Like, I could see Pat Perez getting cast because he's more of a character in this drama, even though he's not a great golfer and he's not in the mix or anything, you know? So we have to start thinking about who actually needs to be cast and stick to that window. Um, Jeff just wrote in Austin Adams could be James uh, Jordan Spieth. That's a good idea. Austin Adams is the guy that played Elvis in the new Elvis movie. That's actually not terrible. I like Ryan Gosling what, what, for Jordan. Who do we Spieth? have for Spieth? Ryan Gosling. Okay. 
Go ahead. No, I'm going to veto that. No, no, I'm going to veto that. Austin Adams is better. Put Austin Adams for Jordan Spieth right now. I like that. That's a better option. That fits to me more. John Cena is Bryson. <laughs> I still like I still like Channing Tatum better. That I like Channing I like. Tatum. John Cena is pretty good, but but John's <laughs> Channing Tatum. I think Channing Tatum is better, but John Cena is not bad. But like here, like I, we got to delete Scotty Scheffler. Bless his heart, but he's just not in the movie. He's not going to get cast. You're the one that put him in. We, didn't, we never even said his name. I told you we were workshopping this on the air. Okay? We knew it was going to be a mess. Um, I complained about this being a mess. I said it wasn't ready for air, and, and Andrew was like, yeah, it's You're definitely not ready. Okay. And you should be cast. <clears throat> and you should play yourself. Bryson's ga- – I don't know if Cam Smith will be in the story. I mean, Joe Dirt's uh, – I mean, ah. He came in right Maybe. off of winning a major championship. Yeah, but he's not a character. You have to what? think like think like a Hollywood person, Matt. His silhouette's a on a T-shirt. That counts as a character. I know. That was a great T-shirt, by the way. But, I mean, he's just not. He's His just physical not appearance alone is a character. He doesn't even have to say anything. Just be in the Go background. back to when this thing unfolded. Who were the voice boxes when this thing unfolded? Phil, Rory, yes. Tiger. Yes. Greg Norman, Jay Monahan. Yes. yes. Brooks Kepka was sort of at the crux of a lot of it when the when the transition was. Well, taking again, place. the comedy element of it was how many players that were like, "Oh no, I'm never going," and then they went. That was kind of funny, right? The whole thing, like, yeah, but never but who would that like be? That. Yeah, but Bryson, they, again, Brooks. you've got to have heavy per. Yeah, those people are those people are for sure. Those people are for sure. Yeah, see, that's it, Andrew. That's what we got. This is what we're going to line up for tomorrow, a whole bunch of this. That's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. That's who, that's who that is. That is literally perfect. You can't look at that and not laugh. We're going we're gonna to set all this up for tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. We're not ready right now. This is not TV ready. This is a train wreck right now. But we're close. We're going to get there. We'll workshop it. You're definitely a we're going to have a whole bunch of those type of pictures. All right, cool. Uh, glad you guys are weighing in. Dom, anything else from the people you want to share? I mean, yeah, they're, you know, the, Cam Smith is the coolest player. The dude from Lebowski can be Pat Perez. <laughs> Kevin Costner from on hand. They're going nuts. <laughs> I still like the Rosie O'Donnell for Patrick Reed. <laughs> uh, let me read a couple. Let me, let me be fair to the people here. Let's, let's do the quick question of the day, and I'll read a couple non, non-Hollywood comments. My question of the day, will Tony Finau be a Hall of Famer? 70% say no. Ugh. You can argue Finau is the second best player on the tour right now. I'm just reading some stuff. Sliding around here. The top three live golfers right now are Gooch, Liv, Uline, and Charles Howe III. Three guys who are middling at best on the PGA Tour. See, I was rooting for Phil. I'm just scrolling around. You guys, a lot of comments there. I appreciate you guys commenting on YouTube. You can watch us every day. Subscribe. Uh, Uline is a Corn Ferry Tour guy. Now he's second on the live. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Uh, let's see. Matt Wolf has done similar. He's in a much better emotional and mental state since he joined Live. Um, got some, some folks going back and forth about Peter Uline. His dad was Wally Uline, and they're trying to remember what Wally Uline's position was at a Kushnet or Titleist. He was CEO. Going back and forth about that. Tommy Fleetwood should go to live. Someone just writes out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 
just scrolling around. The elevated events will have limited fields with no cuts. They copy live. What made the Masters great this year was the live guys duking it out with the PGA Tour guys. That's a fair point. I do think that the major championships this year and hopefully moving forward, if everybody comes together for those events every year from all the tours, it's going to increase drama dramatically and it's going to be fun to watch. So, for example, the next major you can see on your screen is PGA Championship. In just a few short weeks, by the way, uh, Taylor Gooch, even with his second victory back-to-back, -back, he has not officially qualified for the U.S. Open because I think he's outside the top 50 or top 60 in the world rankings, and he's not getting ranking points for winning live events. But at the time of the cutoff, he did qualify for the PGA Championship. So Taylor Gooch will be in the PGA Championship. So that's that goes to that very point. You know what I mean? Like, we know now, because he got his invitation, he tweeted about it. We know now that the live guys that are qualified will be at the PGA Championship. That's going to make for a dogfight, and it's going to make for drama, and it's going to make for fun. And yeah. I mean, the, Plus, the, there's, the, there's other avenues of entry into the U.S. Open as well, so he very well could um, – any of them. And they haven't been – and those things haven't been barred. My understanding is that he can go and play in the qualifiers for the U.S. Open and try and get in, correct? Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll expect to see some of those live guys there as well. So, And there's a lot more stuff coming in too, but it, it, this is a – it's a blast hearing from people. So we'll, we'll see what else comes to fruition. And Andrew and I uh, and, and Matt will get to get our puts to put our heads together and see if we can come up with some nice uh, some some photos of each of these characters. And we'll officially cast the golf show. We got to come up with a name for the show too, Matt. All right, that might be something I would still like to see the people weigh in on. But uh, all lies in store. Okay, folks, have a great Monday. We're going to run for now. Busy week coming up for all of us. Very much looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to sharing it with you uh, as we carry on. You already heard we've got uh, Mark coming on on Wednesday and tons of stuff to go through, including stuff I didn't get to today, which included uh, Jack Nicholas amongst those who was asked about slow play and he answered the question that he was asked. We'll, we'll, we've got all that for you coming up, and I will, as I promised you, get you all your airtime so you know how, when, and where you can see the events that are taking place this week. Bye for now.